0: Welcome to SeaWork Behind the Badge. SeaWork is the place to meet up, but there may not always be the time to find out about the person behind that exhibitor badge. In this feature, we get to know the people at SeaWork just a little bit better. We'll discover what's great about their job, what makes them proud, and their thoughts on the commercial marine industry. We even find out what frightens them. So let's get Behind the Badge today with Philip Williams, who's Managing Director Marine of Williams Shipping. Hello. Good morning so thank you very much for letting us go behind your badge today hopefully our fun probing questions will discover just a little bit more about you so are you ready for this absolutely <laughs> so let's get started what were your earliest ambitions
1: well i guess quite simply i was always interested in in the water and i always saw myself as as working on the water with boats with shipping Um, I mean I was involved uh, from a leisure perspective in sailing and then obviously being in a family business uh, I was always surrounded with everything that was going on in the port and uh, on the the sea generally so I always had an interest and always I guess an ambition to be involved uh, on the water.
0: Do you think it was an inevitability really?
1: I think it probably was really, you know, I mean, I, you know, it, it not just where we are a business that has been going for several generations. It was my grandfather as well. And my father, I was completely indoctrinated, really. You know, I was basically, it was always where I was going to end up. <laughs> and know. I wasn't, I wasn't fighting. I was quite happy about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to buck the trend. Really, no, exactly, though, so. exactly. So tell me what's great about your, um, your current role, your current job.
1: Oh, I mean, it's 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 a hugely exciting role. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm very privileged to be where where I am within the business. Um, you know, I get to see fantastic technology, new new types of vessels um, that are that are becoming available uh, to us as operators. I get to go to the yards and see them. I get to meet some fantastic crews that we take on. We get to take on apprentices. I get we get involved as a, a really diverse range of jobs. So we're quite, we're sort of generalists. So we're involved in renewables, we're involved in working with um, ship stores, ships coming into Thorley jetty coming into Southampton Water, coming into Pembroke. Um, we're involved in marine civils work. So I get to, I get uh, involved in some really interesting projects, meet some really interesting people. And, uh, you know, and, and it's, we're, we've got great kit, great people. It's, it's, there's lots to uh, lots to be very excited about in our current in my current role.
0: I think I know what's going to be the, the answer to the next question, then, which is what makes you proud.
1: Well, it's interesting. I mean, I I, I love uh, I love seeing our our boats on the water uh, looking pristine, uh, looking well operated, being well handled. Uh, we love. Um, Good seamanship. I mean the whole ethos of our business is is really entrenched in traditional seamanship and we like to we we like to see that. Um, and I think probably the bit that makes you really feel proud is, is when you get good feedback from your customers. I mean that is something which just always makes you feel feel good. And we always share that with our with our crews. But I mean that's the that's the icing on the cake. Good, good feedback from our customers.
0: You mentioned mentioned apprenticeships too. It must be you must be very proud to see the younger generation coming through.
1: Yeah, we are, and and you know, there's, we don't have a hundred percent success rate with our apprentices. Some of them decide that the C is not for them and this type of work is not for them. The ones who stay tend to be really good, and and so far, you know, they've they've, they've stayed for a long time. So. Those are the ones that have started young, uh, learned you know right from the very beginnings, doing the very basic menial tasks to some extent, and they've proved to be really, really solid. So it's huge satisfaction in, in getting apprentices involved and seeing them develop.
0: Yeah. So from what makes you proud to what frightens you?
1: Well, I think. You know, this is a, an industry where we're not all sitting behind desks. We've got a lot of people who are out there working on the water and it can be a very hostile environment. And I suppose the things that things that I'm most concerned about are crew safety. Uh, and, you know, that's something that is it, it just a battle that goes on all the time to constantly think of ways to try and make the operations safer and to train people um and to and to make them absolutely aware of of all the dangers um that are around them when they're on the water i mean one of the worst things actually and it's a sort of a traditional sort of fear if you like is fog i mean working in fog or getting caught in fog is really really horrendous and you do your best and you make sure that people are trained uh, with all the navigation aids that they've got um, and that you have the best equipment that you can. But though, that is a typical, you know, strong winds, strong wave, big wave heights, fog, they're all things which are are a big concern. So that, that would be what frightens me more than anything else. I
0: guess. Mm, I totally agree with that. I hate fog at sea. There's nothing yeah, worse. It's no. so disorientating, isn't it? Totally.
1: Totally. And mm. I've been there myself, you know, and I've been on the water, prior, you know, from, from a leisure perspective, being out on the water with my family, with, with young kids, when, you when I've got caught in the fog, and I... I'm acutely aware of, um, you know, how how yeah how disorientating mm. it is. Yeah. So let's
0: move on to something nicer. Where is the place that you're happiest?
1: Oh well, I mean, I, I I like being on the water really. I mean, I prefer to be out of the office and on the water if I could. <laughs> um, but I, you know, just seeing the activity uh, on the water is is great wherever that wherever that may be. You know, if we're in Rotterdam and I'm seeing the the inland waterway vessels, uh, coming downstream to the port, meeting the ships that are coming in, all of the hive a whole hive of activity, different craft. Um, I'm very happy on the water's edge, but I'm very happy on the water as well.
0: So if you were stranded at sea for a very long time, what would you most crave?
1: Well, I guess if I'm if I'm not on the water, if I'm at home I like a, I like I like walking in the countryside so I guess muddy walks would be something that would not be possible if I stranded at sea and a, <laughs> a good muddy walk in the wind and the rain I quite that, that's something I would definitely miss sounds lovely <laughs> um,
0: so what advice would you give to your younger self I
1: think I would probably have got more involved in getting I was so right from the start when I started in the business I was I was quite office bound, and I think actually I would have spent more time, I did some, but I have spent more time doing a wide variety of jobs on the water, because I think the experience I did gain doing some of that was, was invaluable, and I could have done more. I'd like to have done more, and perhaps a little bit more further away from 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 home, other waters perhaps.
0: Mm, escape from the family, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe,
1: yeah, for a bit.
0: Um, so what would your very last meal on earth be? lobster oh lovely
1: yeah you can't, can't have enough of it. i don't have very much of it but when i do i love it
0: well being by the water at least you've got a chance of getting it really and lovely yeah. and fresh so.
1: yes
0: and, and what are you most looking forward to in the future
1: well i think i think as an industry we're, we're at a really interesting point in time i mean there's a huge amount of talk about um, cars um, petrol and diesel cars not being available from 2035 um, I think that the marine industry is lagging, although there are some people that are doing, make, yeah, got some really exciting projects. Um, but, you know, we're on the cusp of moving into a different type of technology for powering our vessels. And it's a huge challenge, uh, but we'd like to be at the forefront of it. And I think it's going to be really, really exciting. I still don't know which way it's going to go. Um, but certainly, it's, it, it's exciting times.
0: Hmm. So what sort of preparations are you making?
1: Well, I mean, we, we are involved in, in quite a lot of um, a lot of forums where we're discussing the various, uh, various sort of options. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, at the moment, if you build a new vessel, you can have a vessel which is IMO tier three, and it will have um, scrubber units fitted to it. But it's very much you know very very fine-tuning something which we already know is not going to uh, it's not going to last the course of time so if we were to build a new vessel now we would have to configure it in such a way bearing in mind that the vessel's probably gonna last 20-25 years we would have to configure it in such a way that it could take the power plant of the future mm-hmm. so although it might come with with it with, with engines running on marine gas oil it had to be adaptable to whatever the, the new new power source is, whether that's hydrogen, ammonia, methanol, or, or electric.
0: Hmm. I suppose that's the difference between boats and cars, or ships and cars, is that their longevity. A car doesn't tend to last anywhere near as long as a vessel, does it?
1: No. Well, exactly. I mean, tra- traditionally, we sort of looked at everything on a sort of a twenty-five year basis. Maybe that will maybe that will change, but certainly going up to the the, the smaller ship market which we're a bit more familiar with you know a lot of those vessels are now being built with the ability to change power source um, when options become available at the moment um, the options are not not really there it's it's not clear which way to go Mm.
0: exciting times I think ahead so um, if you had one piece of advice for the industry what would it be
1: well, I think, I mean, we touched on apprentices, but I think we all really have to uh, embrace the younger generations and get them into our industry. And I think we have to accept the fact that, you know, we take on a dozen apprentices, and some of those may end up going into the merchant Navy. Some may end up going to the fishing fleet. Some are going to end up working for our competitors. It doesn't matter if we're all doing it, and we're all encouraging people to come into the industry. And, not, and, and, and prior to apprenticeship schemes, if we can get school kids to come down and see what we do here, get them to do tours of the docks, take them on board the boats, just so that it's an option, because I don't think that it's something that is even thought about in our schools, but we all have to get young people into the industry because the, the pot is getting smaller and smaller.
0: Hope to see you at our careers and training day on the Thursday of SeaWork. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, it's been lovely to talk to you today. Thank you for letting me go behind the badge. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at SeaWork in June.
1: Absolutely. Looking forward to it.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. For more SeaWork podcasts and to take advantage of SeaWork Connect, commercial marine business online, register or sign in at seawork.com.